All right, how are we doing everybody? Woo, it's good to see y'all. I feel some energy tonight. Is it because it's fall break? Who's excited about fall break? Woo, I don't get fall break yet because I'm in college. Yeah, um, super excited to see y'all tonight. Um, I just like wanted to say before I get started, like I just, I love this ministry so much. Like y'all mean so much to me. Um, I grew up in this ministry in high school and um, I've also like, I've been leading my guys since they were in sixth grade and they're now 11th grade, which is crazy. I'm, get, I'm getting old. I'm kind of old, you know, but um, I just, I freaking just like love this ministry so much. Um, like what's been really cool is even, um, I've been seeing some of y'all grow up since like middle school, like Bella Howard, like in um, other, other people like that. But somebody that like was really cool is seeing Riley Walter worship, played worship up here, which was so awesome. I love that so much. It's so cool just seeing like the Lord just using her, just like God's gift for, for her and just his Ah, it's just it's so cool. Um, so we've been in a series called The Word. Um, so the past um, few weeks, we've been kind of going through the, the first chapters of John um, because as a, um, as a church, we're actually going through um, a Bible reading plan. And so we've been all doing that together. So hopefully you've been following along. Um, and so I am closing us up, for, uh, up tonight. Um, before I get started, um, I wanted to give you my goal for you tonight. Um, I, I know exactly what it's like to be in your shoes, exactly where you are. Um, and I, I say this every time because I genuinely mean it. Like, I understand what it's like to be a high scorer following Jesus and not really know what's going on. So hopefully I will be of some use to you. Um, I am literally, tw- I'm literally four years older than you high school seniors, which is crazy. But um, the Lord's really taught me a lot in the past four years. So hopefully I will be of some, some use to you. But um, my goal for you tonight is to show you how to really know God and not just about him. Um, that God wants to move in your life today and that the Bible is a tool that's used to know God and to know his desires, his character, and his mission, not just to read words. And that we have been invited into something deeper than just reading these words on a page. Um, I grew up in a, I grew up in a Southern Baptist church. Um, I grew up, I got like saved when I was like seven. I didn't really get saved, y'all. I didn't know what was, what was happening. But um, the way that this, this book was presented is that like it was a historical book. And um, you hear about all these things about God and you hear these things about Jesus, but like, can you hear this, these things? And you're just like, oh yeah, that's just a part of the book. Great. But like, I didn't realize until I was like 15, when actually when I came to Westridge, that like you actually can know God. And that, this, and that this book, like if when we spend time with it, you're actually able to know God and not just read about him, you get to know him. And what's really cool is even Brian preaching this morning was talking about how the, the word of God is alive and active. Like this book is living. And um, so something I really wanted to preface real quick is so I'm gonna throw out a term that you've probably heard before and it's the term quiet time. And you're probably like, either you've, if you've been in church for a little bit amount of time, or you've been to Rush Camp, or you've been to Nicaragua one time, you've heard quiet time, the term quiet time. And you're probably like, what the heck does that mean? Like, I've heard that term being thrown a lot, and it just, it's nothing crazy. It just simply means time spent between you and God. It's nothing like very fancy or anything like that. It's getting away from all the noise of the world, because our, our, our world is very noisy. And there are things that are constantly speaking to us, constantly. And so it's, it's, it's a time that we can just get away with the Lord who just wants to be with us. And so before I get into quiet time, and I recommend if you, if, if, if you get into your quiet time, um, you have to pray. Um, prayer isn't something that you have to be good at. It's you talking to the, it's you talking to the creator who loves you. Um, but the thing is, as I realized, especially when it's reading scripture, is invitation is the key to scripture, the key to reading scripture. And the reason why this is, is because you have to invite God into your time with him. 
which is a really, it's, it changes everything when we do that. So before we even get into the word, before we get into anything else, I just want to take a second and just invite him in and just pray. So if you'll bow your heads with me. Dear Lord, thank you for today, Lord. Thank you for um, getting us here safely, Lord. Thank you for just another day, God. Thank you that we get another day, Lord. Lord, um, I just pray for our time together, Lord. May we invite you here tonight, Lord. God, may we invite your voice to speak, God, and not mine, Lord. God, God, we need you to move tonight. God, we need you to speak through your word, Lord. And may our ears be open, Lord, and may our hearts be prepped, Lord, to receive, Lord, what you're wanting to speak to us tonight. And so, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for who you are. We thank you for what you're doing. Holy Spirit, we just, we yield to what you're wanting to do tonight. So, Lord, thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, so I have never approached a message like this before, but I, I was really thinking about like kind of the, the way that we're journaling um, as a church. So we're journaling with this thing that's called the HERE method. You've heard of this term um, if you've been around Westridge a little bit. And so our young adult ministry has been going through this for the past like year. And so it's been something that's been actually very, very helpful to me. So basically how we're gonna go through this tonight is we're basically, we're gonna go through the HERE method through the passage of scripture that we're reading. Um, y'all ready? Awesome. Okay. If you will turn your Bibles to John chapter 4, if you're, or swipe your U version or whatever you got, or you can just look at the screen. You can also do that too. We are going to get in it. If I could flip to it, that'd be helpful. All right. John chapter 4, starting in verse 1. Now, when Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus was making and baptizing more disciples than John, although Jesus himself did not baptize, but only his disciples, he left Judea and departed again for Galilee, and he had to, and he had to pass through Samaria. So, so he came into a town of Samaria called Sychar, near the field that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob well, Jacob's well was there. Jesus, so Jesus, wearied from, as he was from his journey, was sitting beside the well, and it was, a, it was about the sixth hour. That means around like noon. A woman from Samaria came to, came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, how is that you, a Jew, asked for, for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who, who it is that you is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, sir, you, you have nothing to draw water with and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father, Jacob? He gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock. Jesus said to her, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty or, or have to come, come here to draw water. Jesus said to her, go call your husband and come here. The woman answered her, I have no husband. And Jesus said to her, you are right in saying, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you now have is not your husband, for what you have said is true. And the woman said to him, sir, I, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our, our fathers worship on this mountain, but you say that in Jerusalem is, is the place where people ought to worship. 
Jesus said to her, woman, believe me, the, the, the hour is coming when neither of this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You will worship what, you, worship what you do not know. We worship what we, what we know. For salvation is from the Jews, but the hour is coming and is now here where the, where the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father, for the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit. And those, those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming. He who is called Christ. And when he comes, he will tell us all things. And Jesus said to, said to her, I who speak to you am he. Just, as, just then the, his disciples came back and they marveled that he was talking with a woman. But no one said, what do you seek? Or why are you talking to her with her? So the woman left her water jar and went away into town and said to the people, come and see a man who told me all that I ever did. Can this be the Christ? Okay, that was a lot of scripture. We good? Awesome. Um, so the reason I want to read the whole text is just so like, basically, if you were to be opening your Bible in your room and you're reading John chapter four, that's not even the, the, the end of John chapter four. That's like just a little small chunk of it. But to give you the full context, like it's, it's good to just read through the whole thing. Um, so we're gonna start with H, highlight. So this is what highlight means is basically like, what do you, when you're reading a passage of scripture, what do you feel like is something that the Holy Spirit is drawing you towards in your, in scripture? What is a verse that pops out to you? And it's not always going to be like this big, like revelation of like, of like, oh my gosh, like I've never read this verse before. And it was like extremely like applicable to my life. It might be something just like, I don't know what that means. Or like, hmm, that's different. Like it doesn't have to be like something crazy. So when I like went through this passage and I was reading this and I've heard, I've heard this story so many times. And if you've grown up at church, so have you probably. But um, a, the, the two verses that really, really caught my eye was verse 28 and 29. And it says, so the woman left her water jar and went away into town and said to the people, come see a man who told me all I, that I ever did. Can this be the Christ? And so now I'm going to go into E, explain. Kind of, so for that, it's kind of like, what's happening in this? What's happening in this passage of scripture? What's, what's like, what's going on? Like, like what, why did this particular verse, do I feel like the Lord was drawing me towards? And so a few things that caught my eye that was just really interesting is that, um, start with, um, Jesus had to pass through Samaria. And the reason why this is so crucial, and this is shown in verse four. Um, so Jewish culture, usually Jews would, ha- would go around Samaria to avoid, to, avoid, to avoid them. So the fact that Jesus said that he had to go through Samaria is like, that's, that's like kind of crazy. And then even further on the same vein is that Jews and Samaritans were never seen together, especially a man and a woman like that. Like that's like a not no, no, no. But like, it's, it's really, really interesting here. And then so if we look into a little bit deeper of it, you could see that Jesus touched every, on every single part of who she was. I mean, to start with, um, she was there to go get well water. And th- then we got, a, we got a prophet coming over here and, and like talking about like you need living water. And then even further, it talks about how, like, like then he digs into the deep wounds that, that she has five husbands, that she's had five husbands. Like, that's a lot to deal with. And probably, that's not something that she probably talks about that often. Like, like this dude that just comes in and just starts bringing that up. Um, then another thing is that she was a Samaritan and that she carried these burdens about God when it came to worship. And that, like, it was just really, it was just really interesting because I mean, they basically Jewish culture and Samaritan culture, they basically would like fight over like where to worship God. And so it's really, really interesting here, like to see that Jesus literally hit on like who she was, like what she was doing there and her past too. 
But this is what was really interesting to me, is that when Jesus told her who he was, it revealed who she really was. And even further, that she came for well water, but she left with living water. Like she had this idea of what she was coming into, but she was met with, with satisfaction. And she was met with like Jesus, the Messiah. Like she was met with him like randomly, like out of nowhere. And this is what's really cool is even after that, she went to go proclaim her healing too. Like she literally, she left her water jar and like the, the thing that she came for and left. Like that just like, that really just like caught my eye. And so now even further, it's kind of like, how does this apply to me? How does this apply to you? And so um, something that's actually really interesting is I, I'm, I'm not gonna get there yet. I'm not gonna get, I'm gonna ahead of myself. Okay slow back. Um, that Jesus wants to bring up the most hurtful and painful things up in us, not to antagonize us, but to heal us. And some of your skins are already crawling because you're probably like, there are things that are probably being stirred up in you right now as I just said that. That's what the word of, that's what the word of God does. That's what's really cool. And then not only that, but he is the living water that will satisfy the thirst that we've been craving. So for example, for me, something that I've really been wrestling with the Lord recently is I overthink a lot. And you got, we got any overthinkers in here that over, literally overthink everything? Yes, everybody in here. Um, but like in my mind, when you're overthinking, you're like, oh, I'm the only one who thinks about this. And then you like, you overthink and you overthink and you spiral. I overthought this message. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Like there's no, there's like, it's everywhere. Um, but something that the Lord like really taught me recently is like through this is like, he kept bringing that up in, in, in me during my time with him. And I was like, kind of like, Lord, like, I don't really know what this means. Like, I don't know why, like, I'm overthinking so much. And then, like, I realized that I was dealing with two things. I was dealing with anxiety and I was dealing with pride. Because when we overthink, we want to be in control. But, but the, the living water that I received from the Lord is that, like, I don't have to be in control of everything. Not I don't have to be perfect. And so that is what he wants to do with us when we meet with him. Is he is, is like, things are going to be brought up that aren't comfortable but they're gonna be for your benefit because the Lord wants to meet you in those spaces, even the smallest of spaces. And then even further, and something that's applied is that your healing needs to be proclaimed. If, if, if you skip down a little bit in the passage and you go to John 4, 39, it says, many Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me all that I ever did. Like the thing that she was dealing with the most, she went and go proclaimed to like the masses. Like, what if the thing that the Lord's putting you through right now might be the answer to someone, for the Lord to heal somebody or to be someone, be, your testimony could lead someone to the Lord. And I know we got one spot of Nicaragua left, but, and, and you might've already signed up or you might've not already signed up or whatever. You might be that, that one student, but like you might have the, you might have like the finances for it and you might have the parental approval for it, but you're still like, I don't know if I should go. And maybe you already signed up, which would, which would be really cool. But I wanna encourage you that maybe the thing that the Lord's bringing you through right now that may seem so hard, like the Lord is wanting to use you to go proclaim it there. Like you never know, you never know why the Lord's like bringing us through things. He'd never waste anything. The Lord never wastes anything. And so now our respond. How are we gonna respond? Um, we're gonna respond by allowing the Lord to bring those things up and heal us. And not only that, but we can also pray for people that we know that also need healing as well. Every single person has one of these two categories. 
You could either be something that's really, really gnawing at you. It could be pornography. It could be anxiety. It could be overthinking. It could be loneliness. It could be depression. It could be so many variety of different things. Small, big, doesn't matter. Like, like these are things that we are capable of bringing to the Lord. And what I even love about this is um, Hebrews 4.12 says, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit and of joints and of marrow and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Like the fact that you're feeling this tension in your chest right now, like that's the Lord and that's a good thing. And like the fact that you're feeling this pull, like that's just, that's such a good thing. And don't fight that because the Lord wants to meet you in those spaces with you. But it requires you to, it requires you to surrender and to allow him into those spaces. And like I said, I don't know, I don't know what you're dealing with, but I just know for me as for like, for the thing I just said, like overthinking, like the Lord even wants to meet me in something that seems as small as overthinking. Um, so the main point tonight is in Jesus, there is friendship, healing, and safety and truth waiting us every single day. Like, that is awaiting you every single day. You don't have to wait to come to church. You don't have to wait to go to a mission trip to encounter the Lord. I, d I don't want us to replace entertainment with encounter. Like, we ha like we, the Lord wants to meet us where we are. Um, so, um, we're going to do something that's going to be very, very different than what you're used to. And it's going to require a lot of faith for you. And so I'm going to ask you to stand up. Okay. So these things might be, these things might be you really, really wrestling with. And so what we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to, we're going to let the Lord encounter those things right now. And so what we're going to do is when I, I'm going to pray and I'm going to say go. And you're going to partner up with somebody of your same gender, okay? It doesn't matter if you know them. It doesn't matter if you know them very, very well. It could even be a leader that, that's going to be on the sides here as well. What that's going to be is you're going to just take a second and you're going to confess any sin or anything that you need healing for. And then we're going to take time and we're going to pray for those things right now. And so you might already be in like, I don't know how I feel about praying for other people. I don't know. Like, that seems kind of scary. But the thing is, is like, you can do it. Pray for your brother. Pray for your sister. Because the thing is, is like, you, you, do not, you do not need me to do this for you. Especially if you trusted Christ as Savior, like, the, like you, you are capable of praying for your brother and for your sister. And also in James 5.16, it says, Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another and that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power at it is working. When we confess, there's something that's so powerful about confession. There's something that's so powerful about it. And if you feel like it's something that's too hard for you to talk about, like there are leaders here that are, that are here to pray for you and here to help you. So let's take advantage of this. And I want to encourage you to be bold and to really take advantage of like the Lord potentially wants to meet you in your mess tonight and not wait. So like I said, when I say go, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna pray over our time before we get into this, I want you to pair up. You can go all over this, you can go all over this worship center. There's plenty of room. And then 
We're gonna take some time to do that. And even when the band comes up and sings, like you can still be talking and praying. And these altars are open. Don't, don't, don't leave this place without getting prayed for. Do not. Pray for your brother and sister. Because the Lord wants to meet you in this, just like he wants to every single day. Leave the water jar. Leave it. Cool. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord, that you're a healer. Thank you, Lord, that you're a provider. Thank you, God, that you meet us in our mess. Thank you, God, that you, that you, that you didn't leave us this way. Thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for our sins, Lord. God, we thank you for that. God, I pray for any students in here right now that are struggling with any, any healing that needs to take place, little or, little or big. God, I pray, Lord, that you will just, they will just know that they are seen by you, Lord. God, I pray for any anxiety that's that, 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 and the tension that anyone's feeling right now, Lord. I pray those things will go away in the name of Jesus. And I pray, Lord, that, that we will just let you work tonight. God, I pray that these students will be bold. And I pray, Lord, that they will pray for one another. And I pray that they will plead to the throne for, for them to be healed, Lord, of anything. I, God, I also pray for anybody who's, who has something in their mind, Lord, that they're wanting, that, that they're praying for healing for. It could be a family member. It could be a friend. It could be someone who's not in here, who doesn't know you, Lord. I pray, Lord, that we will pray and petition, Lord, because there's so much power in prayer. So God, we give this space to you. And God, I pray that these students will be bold and pray for vulnerability and healing to take place in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.